So looking at Proverbs 31, again, we're looking at Proverbs 31, uh, 20 today. And it's, she reaches out to the needy. So again, Proverbs 31, it has been just a really neat study, hasn't it? Just on, on this virtuous woman. And I found the def, the Hebrew definition of virtuous and it is ha yel. And what that means is to be strong. It means strength and to be capable and a force of an army. That's what virtuous means in Hebrew. So it's strength, strong, capable, and a force of an army. And that just kind of blew me away when I saw that, that this whole study is on the virtuous woman or the woman that's worth as far above rubies and how how that woman has the force of an army. And that is because it's God. It is God in you that gives you that ability and that and that um, that force. So it has been a, a just a really incredible study. There's so many aspects and so many things that God is working on in each one of us, um, whether you're married or not, whether you have children or not. The Lord desires that that we are women of great worth to Him, and we've learned. That time and time again, God is preparing us today for our tomorrows. So even though today, if you're sitting here and you're going, well, you know, we just learned about instructing children. Well, you know, I don't have kids. But we learned last week about how there's children all around us and how they don't necessarily need to be your very own children. But we can instruct children all the time. And um, we can put these things into practice right now. Maybe you're not married right now, but we learned about about how the virtuous woman respects her husband and how he trusts her. And um, again, God is preparing us today for our tomorrows. And it's so easy for us to go, oh, well, that doesn't pertain to me. Oh, well, I don't, you know, I'm not there. I'm not right there. But, you know, we can, we can put all of this into practice wherever we are. It's easy to be um, constantly letting our thoughts go to that place of, well, you know, maybe... Maybe, you know, in, in time or, or next semester or next year or whatever. But, you know, we need to live for today. And we need to have God to, we need to glorify God and his word today. So, so to keep your focus on that, Proverbs 31 is a guide for our life and our walk with the Lord. It is not a checklist. I used to look at it as a checklist. Like, yep, did that, did that, did that. I'm into checklists. I've got I've got checklists, and they're all even color-coded. <laughs> so Proverbs 31 was a checklist for me, and but it shouldn't be. It should be more of a guide and, and not a checklist. So in this, in this part of Proverbs 31, um, let's go ahead and read it again. Let's read Proverbs 31, and we're going to go from, one, uh, from verse 1 to verse 20. And it says in verse 1, What my son... And what son of my womb, and what son of my vows? Do not give your strength to women, nor your ways to, to that which destroys kings. It is not for kings, O well. It is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes intoxicating drink, lest they drink and forget the law, and pervert the justice of all, that, of all the afflicted. 
Give strong drink to him who is perishing, and wine to those who are bitter of heart. Let him drink and forget his poverty, and remember his misery no more. Open your mouth for the speechless, and the cause of all who are appointed to die. Open your mouth, judge righteously, and plead the cause of the poor and needy. Who can find a virtuous woman, for her worth is far above rubies? The heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. She considers a field and buys it. From her profits, she plants a vineyard and girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hand to the distaff and her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. So in today's today's study, the key words here is extends and needy. So she extends her hands to the needy and says, and so to, to extend means to spread self out, cause to cover a large area. That's extends, to spread self out or to cause to cover a large area. And needy, uh, needy is the poor, disadvantaged, needful, and one that is lacking. There's going to be three points tonight. So she extends her hand is the first one. She reaches out is the second. And she shows her heart. That's number three. So number one, she extends her hand. Number two, she reaches out. And number three, she shows her heart. So let's look at number one. She extends her hands. She spreads herself out and reaches a larger area. Um, Others experience God's touch and loving generosity flowing from her touch. Some people are naturally generous, and they're just naturally giving. Um, They're just kind of wired that way. And others need to be taught. In 2 Corinthians chapters 8 through 9, we see the Corinthian church giving faithfully to help a community of people that they never met. So the church is really a great place. It's a wonderful place to learn um, to learn how to, to extend your hand, to learn how to give, to learn how to be giving, and to do that willingly. We can learn and practice in the church. We can learn and practice the giving of our money. And the Word actually teaches us that we are to be givers of our money, to give the first fruits of our money. And so we can practice doing that in the church. In the church, we can also practice um, giving of our gifts. And for some, that might be um, musical gifts where you're leading worship and blessing others with being able to do that. It might be um, you might have just a knack with kids. Um, it might just come really natural to you to be able to just hang out with the kids. Maybe rocking babies is just something that you're just really gifted at. There's, you know, there's those baby whispers that you can have a, a baby that's just all in, in, in a, you know, fit and you can just rock that baby and, 
and, and let them rest while mom um, comes to, to Bible study, that's a, that's a gift. Not everybody has that gift, and we need that in the church, and you can practice that here. Um, uh, another gift is maybe uh, you might have a technical gift. You know, maybe you can work, you know, sound and, and um, social media stuff. Others of us are, you know, technically disadvantaged <laughs> or, or challenged. But we need those, you know, we need those of you that have those gifts in the church. And the church is a great place to come and to practice, um, to practice giving that gift. And um, another, another gift is just uh, your time. You know, there's a gift of time. The church could use that, you know, from time to time. There's a lot of things, believe it or not, that goes on here that that you can, you know, come in and just put your time and energy into. Um, another gift is, is hospitality. Some people are just naturally hospitable, and you can open up your home, and it's just a place where people come and can just relax and, and fellowship. And others, you know, that might be something that you that you need to practice, and that's what we can do in the church. Um, we were sharing uh, the other night with some with some friends of how when we were, you know, just Ben and I were just young, you know, parents, we had babies, and we started going to Calvary Chapel in Santa Fe, and it was, I think it was a Wednesday night, it was an evening service, it was, it was either a Wednesday or a Sunday night, and we were, you know, it was greeting time, and, you know, we kind of, we greeted, and then we sat down, and we were really new, it was like a couple, couple of weeks, maybe a month that we were there, and somebody walked up to us and, and asked us, you know, what we were doing Friday night. Hey, can you want to come over and have coffee? And we were like, you're talking, to, you're talking to us, you know. And it was just really neat because, you know, it was just people in the church just getting together. And it wasn't like a big formal thing. They were just getting together and hanging out and, and playing games. And, and those people right now, the, the ones that invited us, are still some of our, our best friends today. And um, other times they would just, you know, say, hey, we're making burgers, come on over. And it would be, you know, our family and other families coming over. And so that's just the gift of hospitality. And again, if you don't have it, ask God for it because it really is a blessing. It blessed us. We had come from a place where we didn't have a whole lot of fellowship and we really, we really needed it. We all need fellowship and we'll see that today. Um, but it really is a blessing when you can, um, Practice your gifts in the church. And then after that, you can also go outside the church. You can spread yourself even even farther, opening your hands, spreading farther, and going outside the church. Again, with your money, you can maybe support um, a compassion child. You can. We have missionaries that we support here at Calvary Chapel. Um, Brian and Autumn are in Africa, and he's a, a medical missionary, and they spoke here about a year ago, and they're, you know, they're there in Africa and doing a great thing, just, you know, using med- medicine to, to preach Jesus to people that would not otherwise hear of the Lord. So there's ways that we can go outside the church. There's um, the grace community to the homeless here in town, and, and we offer ministry to them from time to time, and it's, you know, it's challenging to get involved with that, but it's, but it's a, it's a neat thing. It's a really neat thing. Um, we have the boys' ranch that we've we've also you know been able to to share in ministry with from time to time. So there's other ways that we can we can spread our gifts. We can here at the church and then going outside the church. Luke 10 uh, 25 through 37. It's the story of the good Samaritan. And remember, he uh, the good Samaritan was was a blessing to somebody he didn't even know, a stranger. And so. 
the Lord, the Lord calls us to do that. It's a good, it's an example for us to, to minister to strangers. Matthew 14, 14 through 21 is the story of the loaves and the, and the fish. Remember the little boy with the lunch and he had his fish and there was all the people that hadn't eaten. They were following Jesus and this little boy, he hadn't planned when he left the, that day to feed so many people. And I think as women, we get caught up in the planning. You know, the, the menu has to be right. The house has to be clean. The car has to, whatever it is that we're, that we're doing, you know, everything has to be just right. And, in, and with this little boy, it's a really good example that he had just a little bit. And he was willing to share it. And what a blessing to so many people and even still today. We're, we're reading about this for all eternity, that this little boy was willing, and he gave Jesus what he had. He, the little boy hadn't planned to share, but it wasn't an accident to Jesus, was it? Jesus knew exactly how he was going to feed all those people that day, and Jesus knows exactly how he wants to use you every day and what you have, even if it is just a little. So many times we think, what do I have? It's just a little. It's It's what... What difference can it make? But look what a difference the loaves of bread and the fish made for so many people. Jesus wants, Jesus wants to use what you have to bless others if you would allow him, if you would allow him to by being willing to share what you have. That's the key, by being willing to share what you have. Because really what we have belongs to the Lord, doesn't it? It belongs to the Lord. And it takes a heart of love and dedication to step out and give of what you have. So she extends her hand to the needy and she helps the poor. Uh, the poor are those that are disadvantaged and that are needful. And there really are so many needy, aren't there? If we, if we really look around and open our eyes and are honest, there are really are so many that are needy. And how often do we see those that that are in need? You know, if we if we really just open our eyes, there are there it is often we should um, we should never look down on the poor. Um, let's read Deuteronomy fifteen seven and eight. If you can get there real quick, kind of uh, turn to that. Deuteronomy fifteen seven and eight. It says, if anyone is poor among your fellow Israelites in any of the towns in the land the Lord your God is giving you, do not be hard-hearted or tight-fisted toward them. Rather, be open-handed and freely lend them whatever they need. Again, sometimes we think, you know, what, what you have isn't much. Um, but remember, remember the widow's mite. Remember she gave two mites. And, and Jesus, um, said that that was good, remember? And so we, whatever we have, it's never too little. We need to be ready when the Lord brings a need before us. Um, and some of the ways that we can be ready, especially with, um, with, uh, people that are out on the streets is our, our church has the best blessing bags ministry. And really, we make it easy. It's just a little bag. If you haven't seen it, it's a bag that has water and it has some snacks and, toothbrush and just some personal hygiene things um, that you can just you can just hand out your window and that we call it blessing bags because it is a blessing so many times um, 
you don't know what to do, but that's, that's a way that you can bless somebody that's in need. There's, there's just so many ways that we can do that, but the, the, the key is to have a willing heart, to have a willing heart to be able to bless those that are in need. James 2, 1 through 5 says, My brothers and sisters, believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ must not show favoritism. Suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and fine clothes, and a poor man in filthy clothes also comes in. If you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes and say, Here is a good seat for you, but say to the poor man, You stand there and sit on the floor by my feet. Have you not discriminated among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? So the word of God tells us that we're not to discriminate. And how many times and how easy is it to do that? To, you know, to maybe look away or to, to think, well, you know, they don't, they don't have the right clothes or, or um, maybe they don't dress as nice as I, as I would like or, or even that they would like. But the word of God instructs us not to show favoritism and not to judge the poor. Galatians 6 through 6, 10 says, therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. So it says, as we have opportunity. And isn't it true that as we look for opportunity and pray for opportunity, there will be an opportunity. There will. And oftentimes, it's a stretch. It stretches. Um, It stretches us to be giving of ourselves. It stretches of our time, of our resources. But the Word of God tells us that. It says that if we... that. As we have opportunity, let us do good to all people and especially to those that belong to the family of believers. So the virtuous woman is generous. She extends her hands to the poor. She doesn't judge and discriminate. She looks for opportunities to help. And number two, our second point is she reaches out to the needy. And when she reaches out to the needy, that touch is from the Lord. Jesus touched people. Remember, we can, we can read so much in the Bible about where Jesus touched people. In Matthew 8, um, 1 through 3, it says, When Jesus came down from the mountain, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you're willing, can you make me clean? And Jesus reached out his hand, and he touched the man. In Matthew nine twenty nine, remember, Jesus touched the blind man. Jesus heals, and Jesus held, and Jesus touched. And I think that there's a reason. It's a good example for us. Um, I looked up some statistics on touching, and there's only there's over 5 million touch receptors in human skin, 3,000 in a single finger. And, you know, God does nothing by accident, and he created that skin, and he created those fingers. Touch is the first sense to develop and the last to fade. Touch has a calming effect on the body, mind, and soul. Touch enhances vital signs, and it provides better sleep. Touch releases serotonin and oxytocin, and serotonin is the hormone that is released, and it's the um, hormone that is for confidence, trust, and loyalty. 
It's also known as a feel-good um, hormone. So when, when you're touched, it releases that. Also re- releases oxytocin. Oxytocin is um, the, the love hormone or the trust hormone. And it, um, it, oxytocin um, is for love, bonding, and attachment. And so with 5 million touch receptors in the skin and 3,000 in just a finger and all these benefits of touch, we are the ones that touch for Jesus. We are the ones that put skin on Jesus. So when we are loving and touching and touching, we are his hands. We're his hands. When we reach out our hands, we're putting skin on Jesus and reaching out in his name. And there are also, there are also um, effects if you are not touched, if you are somebody that is, is, is not regularly touched. And especially when we're talking about touching by being touched um, with the loving hand of Jesus, there's things that happen that you're, you're not a trusting person. You tend to back off and tend to, um, all, all those, the opposite of what the serotonin and the oxytocin and the love of Jesus do. So you are, when we reach out our hands, we're putting skin on Jesus and reaching out in his name. The virtuous woman extends her hands and reaches out her hands. And the third point is she shows her heart. So she shows her heart. She shows her heart in the words that she speaks. Proverbs 31.26 says, She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She speaks to those in her household. She speaks to her husband, her children, those that she invites into her home, into her life, to her extended family she speaks. Um, We also speak to those at our jobs, at the grocery store, um, at school. If you have children in daycare and you're picking them up and taking them in, you're speaking, you know, as women, we're speaking all the time. We're speaking to those at the restaurants, um, telemarketers, right? We t- we're speaking to them. Um, so she's speaking a lot. And it says in Proverbs 31, 26 again, she speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. Psalm 141.3 says, set a guard over my mouth, Lord, and keep, keep watch over the door of my lips. Proverbs 31, 8 and and 9 says, Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and the needy. May we always be seeking to help and edify and restore. And the, the virtuous woman shows her heart by her words. And how easy is it? Sometimes, especially on a busy day when you feel like you haven't been even taking a deep breath and you're running from here to there. How easy is it when you're at the grocery store and somebody um, gets something wrong or you're putting an order in at a restaurant and, and, the, and the waiter, waitress messes up or forgets for the fourth time to bring you your silverware and your plate of food has been sitting there? How easy is it to let them know that they messed up? How easy is it to do that? And how, but as virtuous women, we are women that should have grace on our lips, aren't we? 
Um, and especially like we learned just earlier that especially to those that are in the house of God, when um, people come into this church, they should, especially from us, from us girls, they should hear um, words of grace and love come out of our mouth and not harsh or um, tearing down. We are to be women that are builders, not destroyers, whether it's our family, our church family, or um, strangers in the grocery store, on the road, <laughs> on the, you know, how many times is it, move! <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's not a whole lot of grace, right? But I was, I was doing that just as I was turning in here. You know, my granddaughter needed the bathroom, and I'm like, move! You're in my way! Um, after I had just, you know, gone over this. But anyway, um, how easy is it for those kind of things to come out of our mouth? Um, and if and if it's easier, if it's easier to lay into somebody and to just really chop them down than it is to build up, ask God to help you because I, I believe you're here because you don't want that to be so in your life. And I know that the Lord will help you if you ask. The word tells us that if you call to him, he is faithful and he will do it. So let us let there be kindness on your heart and on your tongue. The law of kindness is written on your heart, but it shows on your tongue and in your hands. The law of kindness is written on your heart, but it shows on your tongue and in your hands. So the virtuous woman, she stretches out she stretches out her hand to the poor. She's kind. She's giving. She's compassionate. And she reaches out to the needy. On her tongue is the law of kindness. People may forget what you said, but they never forget how you made them feel. Whether it's a kind word or a gentle touch or a good, tight hug, some, some of you are the best huggers, you know, and sometimes it's just like, oh, you just need that, you know, and that's, that's a gift too, that gift of hugging. So people may forget what you said, but they never forget how you made them feel. The virtuous woman is wise, and she takes time. She spends time with the Lord. Remember, we learned about that. She spends time with the Lord. So if there are those things in her life if the if the kindness is not on her tongue, if it is difficult to be giving, to be giving of herself, um, God will do it. God will do it. You spend time with the Lord and you ask him and you ask him for opportunities. Where can I serve? What can I do? How can I help? Who can I help? God will bring people. And sometimes God will bring so many people, you'll have to ask people for help. And that's a neat thing because it's just like we said in, in the beginning, the key word, um, extends is to spread out and to cause to cover a large area. We can't do it ourselves. I can't do it myself. You can't do it yourself. But when we all get together, we can really be world changers and we can touch and put skin on Jesus to a lot of people. Remember, we always have the poor and disadvantaged and needful in our in our in our midst, and the word tells us not to look down on them, not to make them a project. Um, I read a book, and you, 
may have seen the movie. It's called Same Kind of Different as Me. And um, the lady uh, in that book, she had volunteered at, um, at, at a soup kitchen, and she volunteered at, a, at an organization for homeless. And one of the things that the, the, the main character in that book said was that there were a lot of what he called church people that came in and they volunteered for whatever reason, whatever reason they did. But to, for this one woman, she never made him feel like he was her project. And, and that's important when we are reaching our hand out to the needy and to the poor that we aren't uh, looking down on them or making them feel like we are better, you know, because we are all the, it's the same. Like, like the book says, same kind of different as me. We're all the same. Um, we just, we're just able sometimes to do a little bit more at other times. So the virtuous woman, she extends her hand, she reaches out, and she shows her heart. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, God, that, Lord, that you do it through us, Lord, that you have taught us time and time again that that we don't have to do anything. Lord, you do it through us. And Lord, I pray that you give each one of us here a willingness to put skin on Jesus this week. I pray that you give each one of us an opportunity to give, to give of our gifts, to give of our money. Lord, um, because our money doesn't belong to us anyway, it's all yours. Lord, to give of our time, to open up our homes, to open up our hearts. Lord, I pray that you cover us with your Holy Spirit, fill us with your Holy Spirit, that we have hearts of love, hearts to give, and that kindness is on our, on our tongue and in our hands, Lord. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.